up, everybody? Welcome to the very first edition, first episode of Hawk versus Wolf. Is that what we're calling it? That's yeah, it. You're first. I'm first. I'm yeah. Tony Hawk. This is Jason Ellis. Yeah. He does many podcasts. I do none. I'm not that good at skateboarding anymore. <laughs> but we started out, well, I mean, we started out a long time ago skating together. One time I heard about him when I was in the outback, when I was a little boy, there was this guy named Tony Hawk who could do a finger flip and catch it with his hand again and then right away. And he also did an air walk, which because there was no picture yet, because the only skateboard shop that I knew was a uh, water ski shop that had skateboards sold I, in the back. How could they have known about tr specific tricks? The guy that was selling skateboards in the back of the surf shop, yeah. in, the, in the water ski shop, okay. said there's a guy named Tony Hawk. That's wild. <laughs> and I was, you know, like 12 and I was like, Air Hawk? How's that even? How do you even finger flip? <laughs> I like That's how you regress, you regress into this full <laughs> hick Australian I, I, accent. I, I, wa I was. I was like, fucking <laughs> Tony Hawk's a sick cunt. That's where I was. I talked. My mouth went a bit out here <laughs> when I talked. <laughs> So that that's going way back. So that's the yeah, way, and, way back. Right, way back. And then yeah. the first time I ever saw you was when I was sponsored by Snake Pit, the skate shop that was the biggest yep. skate shop in Melbourne. And they told me, because you guys were doing a demo on my home ramp, that the Bones Brigade were coming to the shop first. Nobody knew that. I knew that and like three other people because I was with the shop. So I'm in the shop just minding my own business. <laughs> Like lurking just, yeah just like oh man new t-shirts today that's interesting like just sweating bullets going bones brigade's gonna be here bones brigade's gonna be here <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i think come on man don't that's you, amazing you didn't trip out on like some dudes before oh no i mean I, just, I think it's just it's awesome to hear your perspective <laughs> on it but when you came into the store because you came from the back and you came into the store and then i don't know why but you you all like were being pleasant enough to like scope the store you know you were like oh oh yeah cool like yeah. and i was like oh fuck they're getting really close you know, and then they were like next to me looking at shit and i was like oh my fucking god like <laughs> right next to me <laughs> <laughs> and then you left and someone was like i think i was somebody was like i'm like you fucking see that and someone was like what what that's fucking tony Hawk. <laughs> and they're like who's that and i was like you're, I mean, I flipped out on some guy from not understanding who that, <laughs> that was. That was in Melbourne. Story. That was in Melbourne. And then you guys did a demo where uh, I watched. And then the next weekend, because you were there for a week, or maybe, yeah, I think it was at least a week, you did a contest in Torquay where my dad paid 25 bucks for me to be in the contest. And I was in the later heat with you guys so i was standing on the deck with you guys and there's video footage of my parents filming me going holy shit he's right next to tony hawk no and I'm, way and I'm standing next to you going you've never told me that I've, i think my stepmom still has it like it oh my your, god we have to get that i remember your first ride like the rock like i remember the cab disasters back then where you just had those things oh, so yeah. on lock and it was <laughs> and it was nobody in australia had seen that yet but yeah it was wow uh, Craig Johnson, I think. Oh so it yeah, was a very it, was, uh, it was like eclectic. full eighties crew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Had, we came, we we came and stormed Australia. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Lance. Yeah, Gons. Like just a real crazy yeah. mix, and you're all on the vert ramp. Gons yeah. was. Yeah, I mean that's kind of you know yeah. that's when you look at you know we're getting to the weeds here, but like you you watch Animal Chin, Tommy Guerrero had to get on the vert ramp. Because right. everyone just right. skated ramps, he, even though that wasn't his thing. I did it was expected demo. of you. Right. And and the flip side of that was once street skating became a thing, it was expected of us as vert skaters. Like, better go hit those handrails. Like, dude, I didn't yeah. sign up for that. No. No, I remember, yeah. I remember, like, trying to, like, oh, we're making the adjustment. We're all doing some handrails. And I only had a couple of friends uh, that were street guys. I didn't really like the vert, vert guys because they had really poor styles. So I refused to hang out with them. But these street dudes were super cool with me. And then I'm like, yeah, rails, we'll do rails. And then just um, one time where I went all the way over the top of it, and I was like, yeah. that's it, man. Like, yeah. I don't even have that thing where if you go bad, you run down it. 
No. If my board catches the top, I may as well just headbutt everybody yeah. there. You're just flying. I, it's like Ricky Bobby. Oh, flying through the air. I see no good. I feel like I, I, I dropped my arms and I went yeah. like, hey, look, like, I was like, <laughs> yes. I, don't, I, don't, I know that. If I fall on third, no. I don't do that. No. But on street, I just go, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I, I got to stop. I can't do it. I think it was the, the fourth time I rolled my ankle super bad on a just basic stair set. Where I was Man. like, if I want to keep riding my skateboard, I should probably stop doing this stuff. You did a lot. I did a lot, but I but I got I got worked a lot, and then yeah, that's kind it, of that was. I think it was around the mid to late nineties where I made a conscious decision. Like I can't, I, I'm not going to break any new ground doing this stuff, and I'm just doing it to show right. that I can. Like, what's the point? Yeah, no, so good call. Yeah, I thought you went way too far with that stuff. I was like, yeah, come I back you're up right. here. You're, you're getting crazy. In hindsight, yes. But I then I remember we did hang out. We did become friends. And then for many years, we just saw each other at contests. And it was very apparent that I um, spent far more time being intoxicated in and out of contests. And you were being a skateboarder. So <laughs> yeah. we were friends on the ramp. And then that was usually it. And I remember being respectful of that. I was like, you reminded me of like a, an underage person. You should just not be near me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like you're going to taint me. I feel like I'm inappropriate standing next to a child. There was like a 10 year pocket where if I was standing next to a child, I should leave. It's yeah. just like, dude, you got to go. You're like pig pen where the dirt cloud is going to come over me too. Everything that came out of my mouth was like, don't put him near children. So, wow. yeah. and then the, the, the uh, skate park tour is when we really broke down, right? That was it. Yeah. For um, sure. Well, what I remember through the years was that you were just one of the funniest guys I knew and super good skater, obviously. But I was just like, dude, Ellis is like, Ellis, well, you'll meet him. And within minutes, you're going to be laughing hysterically, no matter what, even if you, you know, don't know him or don't know his humor or whatever. And I remember thinking like, if we're going to do this skate park tour for ESPN, which we did in 2000, yeah, 2000, yep. 2001. Um, I was like, well, I got to get Ellis because he's going to be, he's going to skate, but he's going to deliver entertainment all the time. And we ended up hanging out a lot then. And right after that, so those, we did three tours, right? Yeah. No. Two in the US, one in Europe. Yes. Wild. The highlight. Crazy times. Nothing in skateboarding has ever we been. tour bus. Yeah. Not a we're talking, my skateboard life, you're in a van. Now I'm in a bus oh, that yeah. has a button where you press a button, the dog goes, Shoo! Yes. I'm like, this is, and then there's video games. He's got like a prototype video game that no That's one's right. Yeah. Yet. And yeah. you're like working on it. I'm like, this is the, there's no other place in the world I'd want to be than the back of this bus. And it was, I, I, I think that I was so jaded back then that I didn't really, you know what I mean? Like it was amazing, but at the same time, like, yeah, I was doing that. I was working on game. Like I was so scattered and busy that I wasn't taking time to be like, this is crazy. We are on a, to a tour bus that rock stars travel on yeah to go to a skate park no. and thousands of people will be there to watch a skate our like, bus that was, was better than the rock of love bus that's how good oh for bus sure was. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, at one point we got out of a bus and then we got on your roller coaster so i get how you yeah, think see, that was stuff hectic. was like I at one point i was just high in the i'm back so of the bus. glad that you're there to remind me of that because all that stuff is blur to i'm me. like why are we in why do we not line up why are we going the back way? It's like, we're going on Tony's roller coaster. I'm like, what do you mean his roller coaster? <laughs> and then I'm in the back. Like people are, that are about to get on. This is a thing that you would think is awesome, but I've never felt like more of an asshole oh, yeah, in my weird. entire yes. life. Because yeah. he gets in and people go, oh shit, Tony Hawk is on the roller coaster. And they don't even care that they lost the spot. My fucking dumb ass sits in it. They're like, what's up with this asshole? How can we get this thing? <laughs> yeah. I got to so, tell you, even though my name was on it, I still felt that way. Like, ooh, hey, hi, yeah. Uh, ooh, they, people, they just did. I didn't ask for this. They people just will be lining for two hours. Me, yeah. And they're about to sit in the roller coaster. And then we just go. What's up? <laughs> yeah. Nah. And they're, all just, and they're all just mad dogging you right here. <laughs> you feel the burn. Like right there. Yeah. The searing on your head. That was amazing. So that then, was amazing. So we went through all that. And then uh, Sirius approached me about doing a radio show. And because based on the success of our video games, the soundtrack and all that, and, and obviously just getting to the experiences that I've had, they're like, well, let's do a video show. And, and then I thought, well, I got to have a co-host and it's got to be Jason Ellis. Like that was, those were the things that were first certain on that show. 
And I, then uh, I'd like to mention, as this happened, I, my skateboard career, if, if you had asked all the people that were sponsoring me, were they looking to give me a raise in the future? It would be no. <laughs> it would be, hey, I'm gonna, it's going to suck to call Ellis yeah. and tell him he's, he is fired. So you were looking for the next move. I wasn't looking for the next move. Yeah. I was, it was thrust upon you. I was you. like, any day now, I'm going to be packing boxes at DC. But right now, I'm still good enough to get a check. So hell yeah. You know, right. I really yep. don't want to get a real job. I'm yep. going to ride this for as long as I can. But my future plan was, I hope that, you know, one of you guys lets me pack boxes or, uh, cause I didn't expect any responsibilities. I wasn't responsible. Right. This podcast is sponsored by better help. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? I myself obviously have been to therapy several times and the sooner you can get on with your life, the sooner you can get on with your business and all the rest of it, just like me, you don't want to be sitting around being sad for the rest of your life. So BetterHelp is something I highly recommend. It's priceless. It, thank you, Tony. That's true. Uh, it's super easy. I've already checked it out. They assess your needs, match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start uh, communicating with, with within under 48 hours. Uh, it's not a crisis line. It's not a self-help. It's not. It's a professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad a broad range of ex- expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log in to your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You get timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room like traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to uh, facilitating great therapeutic matches so that they can make it easy uh, and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional online counseling and financial and financial aid is available. BetterHelp want you to start living a healthier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials. I've checked them out. Everybody on there seems to be pretty pumped. Visit betterhelp.com slash hawkwolf. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, and join over a million people. We have our own promo code? Yeah, yeah, you know, we're pretty big. I know, sorry to surprise how big we are, but yep, we've got our own promo code. That's awesome. Online therapy. (laughs) I can't believe I pumped you on the promo code. No, it's cool. Uh, Yeah, so these are professionals. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Special offer for Hawk versus Wolf listeners gets 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash hawkwolf. Get that help. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Say it with us, Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom by offering chewable tablets that can help men get stronger and longer boners. I use them all the time. They're great. Blue Chew is a unique online service and delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but chewable form and for a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets help men uh, achieve harder and stronger erections to combat all forms of ED. Blue Chew is an online prescription service that uh, no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed uh, medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part is it's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical provider work with you to find the right ingredients, ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problem here. Blue Chew's, this is going to be fun, Sildenafil and Tadalafil. No. <laughs> yeah, let me try it. Tadalafil. Sildenafil and Tadalafil. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you did Sildenafil and Tadalafil. You did it way better than me. These are chewable Blue Chews tablets are made in the USA and they are prepared, shipped direct, so it's cheaper than the pharmacy. So if you could benefit from an extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com and for more details and important safety information. And there's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code Hawkwolf at checkout. Woo, more promo codes. <laughs> Shoot, we are killing it in the promo codes. Check out just for $5 shipping. 
That's bluechew.com promo code Hawkwolf. Hawkwolf. To receive your Spell first Spell it right. Your first month free. Uh, uh, and we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Yeah, and that was the trajectory for pro skaters back then. Yeah, I we, mean, yeah, kind of still is. You were lucky is. to get that. You were lucky to be to have that that wave of success. Where somebody successful in skateboarding knew you and knew you to be somebody that they could trust in the in the warehouse packing t-shirts. <laughs> I love how that's it. That's the ceiling. I that's what you read. aspire to be. I couldn't read. <laughs> I have no education at right. all. Like you gotta. What would I do? Like yeah. a taxi driver? Like a fucking? I don't want to drive a taxi. Like I would like to hang out with skateboarders at least. Like be like, yeah, fucking, oh yeah, boneless, fucking pack the box. <laughs> I could at least. I would see you at the burrito shop or something. I'd be like, fucking, you know, I'd still be in skateboarding because yeah. I remember when. <laughs> my part of the show kind of got bigger and then they asked me to move to LA. Well, that's when I, I, I gotta say, so when that, when we started our show, it was in, within the first year, maybe, <laughs> or nah. maybe second year. Okay. Yeah. Probably around the second year of us doing the show. We also had Jesse Fritch who uh, was a pro skater and who had a very, he was deep, the music guy. He was the music guy. Yeah. So he went deep into all these alternative and B side tracks. B side, yeah, deep cuts. So uh, he helped me. He helped immensely. me curate. The, <laughs> he helped me curate the music. And the funny thing is, there was there was a lot cuts. of friction on the show because you were all Metallica, hard rock, and then Jesse would come in with some oh, man. experimental warm thing. leatherette. Okay, Google it. These guys. That was my track. Yeah, but you, so what? Same thing. That's mine. It's insane. It's Anybody great. that listens to that bur- is insane. Oh my God. Are we back? 20 years later, we're it's, back on that. It scarred me for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh my God. It's like, whoa. I'm here like to defend it's it. Sub- it's really weird leather stuff. Okay. There's a, there's a band called The Normal. If they he had, was like, if there was photos tracks. that came out of him completely covered in leather and studs and shit, I would not be that surprised. Full, it's full Dieter. From this. Oh, it, okay. Dieter. Dieter. Yeah. Remember SNL? Yeah. Yeah. But that was the beginning of like electronic music was the normal they have they had two singles tvod warm leatherette and you can That's, you can track all the electronic stuff back to that craft work you they're know the james uh, brown of what's electronic. that they're the james brown of electronic kind of wow yeah heavy shit yeah and, and you I, and i know hated it yes Less so we're, we're leaving jesse out of it anyway so i got to bring i that's what i got to bring to the show was my history with music and whatnot. And, um, and, and we had a good banter and then whatever, second year into the serious show, demolition radio is what it was called. Um, serious basically offers, uh, Jason, his own channel, his own, his own show, his own show. Yeah. A DJ gig, not my own show. DJ gig. And I kind of knew from the get go, I kind of had a feeling something like that would happen. Cause I knew that your personality was going to not, distract but separate from our show altogether where it's like okay jason's got his own thing he's got his own brand and humor and they're gonna want to really expand on that when you talk about that it's where like yes i was a different i was going in a different direction than i am now which probably some people wish that i'd go back to but i feel like this show works out better now for you and i because if it was 10 years ago I was still on this thing where I think I was just trying to think of what's the most shocking yeah. thing that you can. Oh, you definitely went on. You went off the rails a couple of times on right. the show. Unnecessarily. <laughs> yeah. Like same with Jesse. When you bring up Jesse, you're like, well, what the fuck? Worst fucking song ever. And I feel like I might've been like almost a hundred percent serious, which is, we're talking about a song, man. Like, calm down. <laughs> I was so. My, my favorite thing then. though. I, I don't know Shout if I ever told you this was when I first heard you, start hosting well doing dj stuff right on on faction we were on that channel faction and then you were on four hours yeah a day day, yeah but just playing music yeah and you would intro tracks you clearly despised yeah and you would try to hold back but you couldn't hold back and i would listen with just i was so delighted in the torture that you had (laughs) where it was like all right here comes uh I, i don't know system of a down or something yeah, I hate it pretty much everybody. Yeah, so he's like, tough not to- so here comes a system of a down and they're good if you're into that kind of shit. Well, Boom, well, into the track starts. My boss would yeah. say, hey man, you can't say that. Shout out to Wilpin Davis. Uh, and and I'm like, 
he's like, uh, I'm like, I don't know what else to say. They fucking suck. <laughs> and he goes, here, use MySpace to type in the band's name and see them. And then you could like talk about them. And I was like, oh, it's not okay. going to help. First of all, I can't spell or so, but but when I would get it out, then I'd I see him and I'd use go, MySpace. look at these fucking morons. Like, oh, who yeah. would listen to this shit play? And then my boss would go, what? But I still had enough. But, but, that's, but the thing is, is, it's almost like the beginning. It's like the beginnings of Howard Stern, where when he finally was honest, that's when he started really getting successful. And when you would do that, I'm sure that whatever the powers that be were, were saying, you can't do that. You got to be, you know, it's got to be like, hey, man, yeah. cool. All right. WKRP. Yeah, Will Thurder is going to get fired. But, but everyone listening was laughing hysterically and liked it because they liked your humor and they probably also liked the music. That was the thing that I found the weirdest is I bashed everybody's band that they loved. And they were like, I love your show where you bash my favorite band <laughs> yeah. before you play. Like, I like System of a Down. Yeah. And I listened to you and I was like, oh my God. And I, and I just, because I just knew the internal like conflict happening yeah. with you. And I was like, this is great. And then whatever, I don't know how long it took. Eventually, you were the, you were the star of, of the channel. Yeah, it was a long, it was a, to me, it looked, took a long, that was a long way. Like I kept doing the talking and then I had meetings in New York where I was like, can I, can I call it my show and can I stop playing as much music and talk? And I, Steve Blatter said, yes, I remember he wasn't even in, I'd already left the office before I asked that because I was so scared of asking it. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, sure. And I was like, I can talk for as long as I want. And I'd already like got about 12 feet away from the, st from the office. And he was like, yeah. I was like, okay, well, I'll see you later then. <laughs> you know, I don't, don't want to hear otherwise. Fucking in the elevator, like, oh my God, it's on. Like, just, I couldn't stop thinking about it. When I get back to LA, hey, fuck all of you. It's just not going to stop. Like, what, what? No, there's no, no song. No song. <laughs> Today's program is brought to you by Athletic Greens, the most comprehensive daily nutritional beverage that I have ever tried. It tastes really good. It's really easy to mix it up. It's got all kinds of vitamins in it. And to me, if you're in a hurry and you have to drive down to San Diego to do podcasts with Tony Hawk and you don't feel like eating breakfast, you might want to just throw one of these down your guts so that you don't run on empty like I do a lot of times <laughs> if, in my if life. If you're like me and you're driving down to San Diego to do a podcast... We're you are the only person that is driving oh, yeah. to do a podcast. Okay, if you're doing something slightly similar, okay? Okay, thank you. Yes. You if go. you're busy, how about that? That's it. If you're very busy. Coming down on me. Okay. Athletic Greens can help because it's changing nutritional habit. It's a daily, uh, all-in-one, superfood power. You're a nutritional essential. Uh, it is by far the easiest and most delicious nutritional habit. As a guy that drinks green drinks a lot... I don't know how they made it not taste like green drinks because a lot of them just taste like dirt. They figured out how a way to make it taste like a drink with all the greens in it. It really is. It works. It's easy to do. Uh, it's got all the stuff in it to get you through the day. It's a tasty scoop of athletic greens. 75 vitamins and minerals, whole food source ingredients, including multi-mineral, multivitamin, multi-mineral, probiotic, green superfood behind more... Of that, the, they work together to fill the nutritional gaps of your diet, everybody's diet. Increase energy and focus. Aid with digestion and support of health immune system. Wow, I didn't know it did that. Uh, all without the need to take a multi, uh, a, a multiple products uh, or a pill. It's very, very handy. Uh, right now, Athletic Greens has got you for all year-round immune support by offering uh, my audience, our audience, one free year of supply of vitamin D and five free trial packs with your first purchase if you visit the link today. Simply visit athleticgreens.com slash Hawkwolf. Yeah, baby. And join more health. promo codes. Health experts, athletes, hashtag promo codes. Consultants. Go get her, go getters around the world who make daily commitment to their health every day. Again, visit athleticgreens.com slash hawkwolf and get a free year supply of vitamin D and five trial packs today. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. 
or on top of the world. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash podcast 22. Shopify.com slash podcast 22. I remember at one point, I think Bam was talking shit on me and they had a show and they were bigger because Bam was gigantic. And I, and I remember, you know, I'm one of those guys, not so much anymore, but I was like, oh, we'll fucking see. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, Mark yeah. my words. You might not remember. Flame it. wars. <laughs> Just something. But it was, you know, fire for the, it helped because I was like, hustle, hustle, hustle. Yep. Do stuff, you know. I did things that I would never have done or thought of doing because I thought if, you know, if you have an anaconda attack you on the radio and you're yep. legitimately scared of it, who's changing the channel for that? Even if you yep. hate the guy. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. was my my theory. I didn't think that I actually had any talent i was like what could you do like a steve-o of radio kind of thing i was like if you just do stuff where it's like and now i'm gonna you know like duck a baseball bat so i'm like man i feel like i don't care but if it hits him i gotta stay on here right to see what happens <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that was my but then i got out of that one thank thank god and then no. also out of the whole really needing to get ridiculously offensive right feel less inclined to that must have been scary, though. That must have been scary to make that change where you're like, well, it, it, will this be as successful? Will this be as interesting? It wasn't as scary as always thinking that I had to um, <clears throat> do those things all the time. Like, because right. they did bring real anxiety. I know I look like I'm tough or whatever, but I don't I like, uh, you know, and, and now a snake is going to bite me. I'm fucking terrified of it, yeah, man. Yeah. Little ones, big ones, I don't care. I start sweating. <clears throat> So it's not a joke for me. Like I'll think about it for like a month before it happens. So if I don't have to do that again, awesome. You know, if we just talk, they're like, man, it's better when you talk. I love it when you just talk. I'm like, yeah. do you know how much easier it is to talk than be bitten by a giant animal? <laughs> it's so much easier. I don't know if the, if the Jackass crew would agree, but. Well, Steve-O does comedy. True. And he does a podcast. Yeah, true. We should get him on and he should be on our thing because he's gigantic and he'll help us. Like that's. Oh, yeah. And now we're on would... a podcast. You're back. You Have you had a podcast? Uh, no. So this is your first <laughs> just, I've just been a guest on them. Obviously. Um, but many. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, I mean, I and and also, you know what it was? It was, I was so jaded because uh, we had Demolition Radio and- and, you know, I don't want to sit here and bash anyone that supported me and whatnot. But I was getting crazy guests near the end of the, the run of Demolition I follow Radio. you on Instagram. I saw <laughs> Like, I was with, you know, I had Pharrell. I had Seth Rogen. Yeah. I had crazy bands and, and you know, Trent Reznor and all. And, and then um, they weren't really giving me any more, uh, not attention, but they just weren't promoting it. And then they were burying me on some other time slot. And then it got to the point where when I would ask someone to do the show, they're like, oh, your podcast? And I, and I just pull my hair like, it's not a podcast. It's a radio show. Like, I've been doing it for 15 years. And, and after a while, I was just like, I don't want to fight this anymore or, or try to prove my worth anymore. I just got to stop. And to go and, and to go transition into a podcast would have been like, oh, this is the thing that they think I was doing anyway. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I was just too, like, I just had to, remove myself from and it you had a bad taste in your mouth so why start pretty again? much Especially but that was that was the, your career that was the most frustrating thing was that it was that we, it was a radio show it'd been a radio show since before podcasts were a thing yeah. and then everything just became it was it's a podcast before which, which but also let me finish like now i think i should have done it way before because i was getting those guests myself it wasn't because of sirius xm success that i was getting those guests because i reached out personally yeah. and if i had done that i could have presented it to such a bigger audience and at their leisure yes because sirius like they, we weren't really on the app to do on-demand stuff no so it was like and you had to tune doesn't in work like podcasts <clears throat> do yeah so anyway i'm thankful that you brought me in because that's that's how this started we're going full circle, right? We're going. We're full circle. Yeah. So and we're back with and 15 we don't years have ago. Any bosses in this building? And it's down underneath this floor yeah. is where it started. Right. And now I'm just on the top floor, getting ready to fucking 
man. I'm can't wait to ride my steel horse through your fucking backyard, you cocksuckers. I'm talking to radio people. Sorry. When I come back, I'm calling all of you. You need to suck my butt, radio people. You need to get right up there and suck it. Because I'm going to be back. Like You fucked up. You guys fucked up. Are we talking about your previous employer? Everybody. Okay. Just everybody. Yeah, because we're going <laughs> to... Anyone that doubted me. Yeah, because that way, that way I don't want to sound like I have like a, right. anything bitter towards anyone. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't. Because I feel like... Yeah, that's the thing is, I, I, and I don't like... There was a shocking thing that happened and everybody yeah, very exactly. agreed. Yeah, exactly. Like, but wow, also... This is bad, but still... I just I felt like there was there was just very little support and it's all on me and and I'm like I don't I don't have the energy I don't want to I don't want to drive to LA once or twice a week to try to and chase guests and book time and and it was just it was hard and I was thankful that that they did support me for that long you yeah. know what I mean like I I I am we had a good run I mean if it, it was wasn't cool. for them we wouldn't be here right now exactly doing this. yeah so yeah I'm very grateful for the for the opportunity and all the, I mean, I interviewed Slash for a bunch of times. He's kind of my friend. That's yep. not any. That's not happening without Sirius XM, right? You know. So there's all these things that I can't remember as well from brain damage, but I that there was just because it was so many of them. Larry King, just people, <laughs> you know. What's so up, Larry what, King? What's, what does butt snorkeler mean? He asked me what butt snorkeler <laughs> meant. <laughs> And I was like, he came to the studio. Yeah, twice. Oh my god, that's he's so telling great. me like, I think you're a really great broadcaster. I'm like, this is happening. This is happening that right is now. Awesome. Yeah. And then at the very end of the interview, because we were doing really well, and he goes, "What's?" He called it something else, but nor what but is or something. And I go, "But snorkeler, mate." And he goes, "What's that?" And I go, "It's when you get down in the butt, you know." And, and I realize I'm now talking about eating ass to Larry King. <laughs> And he's like, you're not Jewish. And I was like, I don't know if that's good or bad, but I, I mean, I just want to get out of this discussion. I did not mean to do, hey, do you eat ass Larry King? Like, I was like, I did a good interview. And I was like, I like how he kind of, he ended it discreetly though. Just by calling me Jewish. not Jewish. Yeah, okay. I guess that's it. There's no way Jewish people don't lick ass. That's ridiculous. I don't know what, I don't understand I think what maybe his angle he was. He said, but, uh, you're not old. Uh, because I'd be more inclined to think that old people don't lick ass. I've already done it. First show. There we are. <clears throat> yeah, I thought I changed. Well, Larry King's no longer with us, so we'll never get, we're never going to clarify this conversation. I don't want to continue this conversation anyway. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> Let's talk about skateboarding with each other because we did that the other day. And I'm very proud of myself because I hadn't skateboarded for a really long time and I got a dead person's knee put in my knee because it, the rest of it ripped off on this very ramp six months ago from the day that we came here to shoot that photo. Oh, that's right. So I was like, uh, you know, please don't rip in half again. That'd be a bummer. Yeah, I didn't really know. I mean, I knew you wanted to skate. I didn't know what to expect. And I knew that we could figure something out. Well, no, I, I just meant because I, the last time I skated with you, you barely made it to your car from the yeah, ramp. I could, I, yeah, I could like you walk. were destroyed. I went straight to the hospital in Los Angeles from your ramp. Right. So yeah. that is my last experience with you, which seems to me like just a couple weeks ago. Okay. Right. Yeah, so then okay. you're like, let's shoot. I'm like, okay, we're gonna, we're both gonna skate, right? We shoot doubles. All right, let's. Let's make it happen. Yeah. No, I and told then, you because I skated <clears throat> in Venice and I did a knee slide in Venice. So I knew Yeah. I was and you said you were doing pivots too. So, yep. so I thought, okay, we'll do, we'll both do pivots. And that was the starting point. Um, and we actually, like, I've never done it before, but we both did pivots facing each other and our noses hit and it was frightening. Yeah. And I'm yeah, there's all kinds of double entendre, you know, touching yeah. tips and whatever you can say, but I was scared. I'd rather touch dicks with you than that. <laughs> Then land on you and break and knock you out. And it would have been much safer. Believe me, I don't want to touch dicks with you. Like, <laughs> but it would have been much safer. I would just thought I was just keep I kept thinking, you don't know how to skate as good as you you don't have your reactions that you used to have. Yeah. If he falls under you, can you get off him? You know what I mean? I just kept it reminded me of when we did Tony Hawk tours back in the day. The craziest thing is where we did when it escalated, and you're like, I'll do an air, a backside air over your front side pivot. When you drop in and I drop in to time your back. It's all on you. It's all on me. Yeah. And when you were like, are you ready to go? I was like, yeah, I'm ready to go. And then when you dropped in, I was like, wait, 
I'm not ready to go. Like I don't. <laughs> when, I'm like, so it's yeah. been ten years since I went. Yeah. On your backside air, and then right. I and then my body went shut up, and I just it just went in when you went, and I was by the time I went halfway across the flat, I was like. You don't even need to we think about it. it. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah, have, yeah, yeah. You have Tony Hawk's backs there, and you're in it. I see it, and I'll be like here, and you went over. And then I think by the fourth one, I was like, I know when I'm going now. Yeah. But the first three, I was just running on. We we've done this so many times that yeah, just muscle memory. Yeah, which was a good feeling. It was pretty sick. Usually, I feel you know from not coming all the time. Uh, you know, even before I moved to LA. Not skateboarding all the time, getting older, getting a lot of injuries, being make it every day. It being way more difficult to do the things that I used to love to do was just like heartbreaking to me all the time. I'd be like, man, I don't even care if you care. Like, I can't do it the way I wanted to do it anymore. And I'm like, I get in my car and leave, and I'm like, I don't even want to remember what I just did on the ramp. It's so upsetting <laughs> to me. But the cool thing was, I, we did so we did two things that are kind of NBDs. What's I mean, NBDs? Uh, never been done. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like in the course of an hour. Well, I mean, yeah, backside over front side, but usually yeah. you wouldn't be doing it in the same direction the way we did it. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, is uh, Jason went up and did a pivot and I did a backside over. And we both went the same direction, which is far more dangerous. You know what? You, you can probably watch the video way. I just realized. What's we that? We did this. You went like this and you were up in the air and then I did a pivot. Oh, we showing the video? Yeah, it's happening right now. Ooh, yeah, you go. look great. <laughs> I look like I'm a little bit in trouble, but then we almost hit each other. It looks like your hand's going to hit me in the head. That was good. And then we made it. And we're very talented. But that is amazing to you just jump straight back into that level of skating. I mean, I, I remember, was it your 40th birthday you came here? Yes. To do a McTwist? Yes. And I have my doubts on that. Yeah. Uh, halfway through <clears throat> that day, so did I. Because uh, oh, not because you can't, you're not capable of just because you have taken it such long the, breaks. It, yeah. was this, it was the last time I did a 540 was in San Diego on the Boom Boom Huck Jam, where I did a 540 in the last. I don't. I think it was San Diego, but so like the last 2008, the last demo of that tour right. was my last 540. After that, the job radio, like yeah. I just 540s were only when I was good. I don't just crack those right. like in a, like <clears> you do. So yeah, and then the next time I did it was ten years later, on my fortieth or whatever at at your ramp. Here, yeah. And then the next time I skated was, I think like seven years of skated vert because I'd still skateboard, mm -hmm. just not like what I call skateboarding. But that's huge to do a McTwist after a big break. I'll tell you. Here's my secret. I, so yeah, I do, on how to do McTwist. Just you're what, gonna tell me now. From my perspective, no, no, no. <laughs> is that I don't really want to do them all the time. Like I, I don't. I know that there are still these risks involved to doing that stuff. And yeah. yes, I've been doing it forever, and I can do them, you know, pretty easily for the most part. But it's getting harder, and and the risks are getting louder in my head. And so I kind of force myself to do them when I'm skating leisurely even though I don't really want to. Just keep them. Just to keep them in my pocket. Because if you don't do it for a certain amount of If time, I don't do it for a couple of weeks, they're sketchy, first of all. Yeah. And and also, like, it's getting more that I, I just don't want to. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm getting to that age where, and it, it sucks to admit, but it's real. And, and, and for sure, it's one of my secret weapons for doing demos and stuff, because that's the one that impresses any non-skater. Yeah. Because it looks like a the untrained somersault. eye. Yeah, it looks like a, a yeah. it looks like a flip. Yeah, right. But well, it is. Uh, but I'm just telling you, like that is the that I, I purposely do them, even though it's uncomfortable. That makes me feel really good. Sorry, that's <laughs> no, true. I'm like because they've always been so. I mean, you helped me with my skateboard career in demos because I knew you were gonna do a McTwist in your first ride. <laughs> yeah, I and used to. usually my last ride was my McTwist. So I, what you you told me, I remember clearly when I would get to the ramp, I'm like, I know what he's going to do. I used to make jokes about it. I was like, hey, man, easy on the five. Let no, us, you guys us. used to put me on a moratorium. Yeah. You're like, okay, first three runs, don't, don't do a McTwist. Yeah, don't do one. Let us, let us look half yeah. decent. Yeah, so then that made me go to demos and go, instead of looking at the ramp, I'd go, I can jump off that. He won't do that. <laughs> That's that's my brain was thinking of you. I'm like, why do I need to do like a half-assed Tony Hawk? I am not. That's not even like a thing you would need at this demo. He, the real guy's here. But you know what I mean. 
fucking chubby strain jumping off that rail over there. No one's done. Yeah. Or yeah, grab off the rail. Yeah. That was uh, the the signature move that Ellis had was going up the ramp. If there was a if there was a beam that was within striking distance of yeah. the top of the ramp, he would go up and grab it and hang, and then let himself back down, which is super gnarly. Yeah, but you because you can twist it. Yeah, I, I still wouldn't do See? it. See, I knew he wasn't going to do it. <laughs> it was mine for the taking every time. <laughs> I was like, what will nobody do? We have some sick photos from those tours of you hanging off of rafters. Yeah, I did. I put in, I, I did like a heel flip one. Oh, yeah, that's right. At some demo. Like I'm sweaty. You know, when you we do, every now and then one of us would get in the groove and the demo would end and then there'd be, you know, yeah, you what, guys are still out there. So I would do another hour of trying some trick. I it, remember was, it was full uh, going the distance. Wet, like saturated person. Do you like, remember? You go now. There was one. There, there was one demo we did. I want to say it was Chicago or something. Where before, so the way that those skate park tours went is that we show up on the bus and we would skate the street course for forty-five minutes or an hour or so, and and even <clears throat> those of us who weren't prolific in street would join <laughs> in, and then we would go take a break, and then we go do a vert demo. So for guys like me, Jesse, you, for the most part, we were doing two demos a day going hard and on one of our last demos i think it was chicago we were all on the bus and we all decided hey what's a trick you haven't done in a long time and that you want to do and we all picked one and i remember because mine was frontside 540 oh. jesse was something bucky was like a backflip oh terrible you did you had we all had one yeah and and it was like all right whoever doesn't make theirs has to shave their head oh. and that was it going into it we we skated, we, we all like kind of rushed through our demo tricks because we're all trying to get to this thing we're going to try. None of us could do our tricks. Oh. None of us. And it turned into everyone just dropping in, pissed off, angry, yelling, <laughs> cussing, throwing their boards. I felt so bad for the, like, the little kids and the parents bringing their kids. They're just like, what is this? This is just, oh, I, you don't want to have to angry. mention, and there's no video of this. When we did that doubles thing, you got mad when you didn't make it the third time. And I felt that's the first time I've been around a mad skateboarder in like 10 years. Oh, here? Yeah, you were like, fuck. Uh, and I was like, oh, man. You know I mean, I'm wasting, like, you're like, you don't need to get angry for a fucking doubles routine with me. Like, I was like, oh, no. But that, I mean, you know, that's weird. That that's you just ingrained. Like, that's just, that's just part of me. I know, but that's your, I, it made me realize that's your angry escape is because you would never like, Oh, that, that's my way to be angry? I, I did. Yeah. If I saw you in a car going, what the fuck? I'd go, whoa, that is not him. But on the ramp, you don't make a trick for an hour and you go, fuck. <laughs> that's my, that's my outlet, I yeah, guess. Yeah, because you wouldn't. It's, yeah. it's like two different people. <laughs> but is, but also, know. it's been like that my whole life. Like, that's definitely, yeah, you're right. That's my escape and that's my outlet. And, and the, the, I guess what I, the, the whole thing is that when I am trying something like that or bailing or whatever, it's only me to blame. Yeah. So that feels better to be getting frustrated and angry and more focused than to, than to somehow direct it to someone else who's probably not their fault anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've never been able to do that, nor have I wanted to be confrontational or to blame people for my own problems. And so you're right, for sure. That's, that's the, but, but I also love it because in that moment, I know that there's no way in hell I'm bailing the next one. Right. You know what I mean? Because yes, I was like, oh, I everything was right there for the taking and you fucked it up. I feel like skateboarders <clears throat> all have the fuck, cold fuck before you, I mean, it's fear. You're trying to do yeah. something and you're like, man, that was, that was a little bit wrong. And if I do that, I'm probably going to get knocked out or really hurt. And, and you know, as well, when you get as good as we are in this game, if you fucking hesitate, it's over. Yeah. So you have to go to yourself before you go back up there. You're like, fuck, as in, there's no way I'm hesitating this time. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm that's fully it, that's, going. That is, yeah, that's that's translated for sure. That's, yeah, what, that's what it means. Fuck means, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The last one scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> we, that's it, we need a, we need a translator for, uh, for everyone. <laughs> oh, I've been through, there's funny, because so this building, this is my building, but we now lease the downstairs to a different company. And the downstairs is actually closer to the ramp, coincidentally. What? And so they've definitely heard me battling tricks. Yeah. 
like wait, there's another. There's a different company business. downstairs now. Yeah, and then the, it's uh, Windows surfboard, ramp. surfboard fin. No, all the windows are boarded up. Oh, so they just hear but it. they hear my music and they hear my frustration. But they're and a surf company. They're surf fins. Yeah, that's mellow. Yeah, surfing, but but also surfing people. But also, there's the part of me that's that's cavalier. That's like, take it or leave it. You know, what you signed up for. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're you know you're you're renting a business from a pro skater at a skateboard ramp location. You're gonna hear me getting pissed off. Trying on the tricks. scale of annoying sounds, Tony Hawk saying "fuck" is not on the list. <laughs> that's a treat. You know who doesn't everybody. do that? Surprisingly, who? Lizzie Armanto. Oh. I've seen her dig deep to try to do tricks. Yeah. I've seen her try tricks for two hours straight. Mm -hmm. And she never has that that primal scream thing or anything. Mm -hmm. She just quietly gets back up, gets on her board, and then eventually figures it out. Never. Not I've one never time. seen her. No. And if she doesn't do it, she just leaves quietly. Like, it's pretty unheard of. Yeah. Right? Oh, I've, I've punched... My board walls, oh, I, helmets. I've yeah. cried in there's bushes. There's a couple of there's a couple of holes in this wall from my board, just throwing my board into it. Yeah, I feel like sometimes it's the the because uh, you, you catch everybody who's good gets angry when they try to make stuff, and then you're a part of this thing where oh, we're all. I mean, you get insanely angry, and at the highest level, now you're doing tricks where you might have done it for four days, and you've gone back there for four days. And now yeah. you've already got this entitlement to be angry because you're in skateboarding. You're allowed to. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've flipped out and my friends have flipped out and I've never thought anything weird about it. Like somebody, you know, Danny Ways and people where they've just, you know, I mean, exploded everything they own and they're in the back just ripping things apart. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, he'll be all right. Yeah. You know, but you know, what's funny is when you're, when you're at that, depth of it especially if you're in, in your fourth day like it, i've definitely come here one trick try for hours hours go home come back next day try for hours and then when you're on the third or fourth day when and if you finally make it there is no joy in that moment oh yeah and people cannot figure that out like they've seen videos of us and and i guess probably the biggest example for me was when i did a 900 when i was 48 yeah I didn't expect it to try, take that many tries. And I took a couple of big slams in the process. Mm -hmm. So when I finally made it, I was just ripping my pads off and just leaving the building because it's more that it was so frustrating to get to that point. I can't just enjoy it. Yeah. And, and no one really understands that unless you've been through it. And, and there have been, I've seen plenty of comments on that video where people are just like, why is he so mad? Yeah. Like he just did it. And, and skaters will answer like, you don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> no, because you, you have to do it. You have to do. That's it. It, beco it becomes have to instead of hope I do it. It'll be awesome. It's like imagine. But there is a tr there, there's a there's a certain threshold of time that you've tried it where it reaches that level. Because if you try it on the first day and you make it, it could be celebratory. It could be yeah. just like, yeah. yes, for, never done that before. Yeah. Sick. When you're on hour four, it's like, I want to be done with this and never think about it ever again yes yeah if it's when it gets days i never want to see that trick again yep yeah, yeah that's not, exactly it you're kind of proud of yourself but you're also uh a little bit disgusted in yourself because of yes. how many ridiculous yes, that's cry it. rant yeah, yes, flip outs yes. you've had yep. in the last four days i have one i'm not too proud of yes that i was here trying something and I was already, I, I, I can't even remember. There was something else going on in my life. And so I was trying to be here to sort of escape that. And there was just all this other stuff happening and my phone kept blowing up and I couldn't focus on it. And I finally just, just left with my pads on, put my phone under my wheel and drove over and drove home. <laughs> and because I was making such a scene, Wait, uh, someone at the office- people saw it? Someone at the office, because the windows were out to the parking lot, because we were downstairs. Yeah. And so someone saw me, like, stomping through the parking lot with my pads on and throwing my shit around and then get in the car. And then they saw me drop something. Yeah. And so they drove, they went out and just sent me a photo of my phone smashed. And they're like, they just wrote, why your phone? <laughs> that was it. Who did? Who said Jared. That? Oh, okay. Yeah. 
like, why your phone? And, and, I, and I thought in that moment, I finally got home, I was like, yeah, why my phone? What's wrong with me? Well, and, and that was kind of where I knew I took it too far. And also I made a scene and I was like, this is not, that's not me. Yeah, but you're doing skateboarding that makes, I, I'm trying to, I was trying to, this whole time you're talking, I'm trying to explain to people that have never gone through this, what would it be like? Like, what's a scenario where you've done something so many times and it's getting to the point where you're so frustrated. Like, imagine doing that thing where you flick the ball and you catch it on that little thing and you, you what's that little right. stupid toy? Oh, yeah. And you, and Ken, someone said- Kendama? What's it called? Kendama, is that right? Sure, Kendama. There's Whatever it is. right we, now, like, what's wrong with this? They know what it is. If you don't watch the video and we're saying the word wrong, this is not going to help anybody. You <laughs> flick the ball that's on a string and it lands on a cup thing that you catch. Imagine if someone said, I'll give you- you know, like a, a $10,000 to make that in there. But it's a really, really hard one. And every time you try to flick it in there, when it doesn't uh, hit there, like seven people just start cracking you with pieces of wood across the head and the back and legs. And you're like, what the fuck was that? So try again. And then you do that for like two hours. <laughs> Do that for two hours where every time you miss, like seven <laughs> dudes just hit you with analogy. bats. And you're like, oh, fuck, I can't do it anymore. And then you go back the next day and do it again and, and again but, and again. But those next days are day, not for any money. Yeah, But on the fourth day, you catch it. Do you feel that great? Do you know what I mean? After that much punishment, <laughs> after that, man, how many times did those people hit you? It's fucking over, man. It's over. And then you feel like, why am I here? Why did I, what made me stay here? I wonder if anyone can relate to that analogy. Yeah. <laughs> I should, good, though. I didn't I know like, you were going to talk I about like, this. I like people smacking you I just with feel the like back of the head, though. It's, imagine torment of not being able to do something yep. that you're trying to do, but then add pain. Because I feel like that's- But the- I go through, I mean, if we're going through the mental process, I go through things where it's just like, where- for one, I don't want to bail again because I know I'm going to get hurt. Like, yeah. I'm going to try to make this one at all costs just because I, I don't, I can't bail like that again. You know, whatever, if some something goes wrong. But then I go into, I am not walking those fucking stairs again. Or I'm not climbing that ladder again. Yeah. That's, that, those are my mindset. It's not like, oh, I got to do this. I got to switch my, you know, I got to adjust my foot. I got to like, I'm not climbing those la- that ladder again. I'm making this one so that I can pop out on the deck. That's what you say? Like sometimes, yeah. Because you have to, I've tried every other thing to motivate myself. And it's finally just like, I'm too tired to walk the stairs. That's it. Yeah, mine was, mine was, uh, I could justify it. When I was younger, I didn't justify it. It just happened. But when I was older, I was like, right, if you don't make it, probably, you know, knockout or something. Like I can think about all the things that it's pretty bad. But you're going to get painkillers. So that'll be cool for a week. Oh my god! <laughs> that was that was your consolation prize. That's how I made Indy five forties. I was like, man, I'm gonna. I'm like, if I don't make this, because I could tell I don't have that squat thing, and I was like, you're gonna stomp this, or you're gonna get exploded. You're just gonna get shit whipped from hell. And, and uh, a friend of mine said, look, you're gonna leave. Call him. Okay, this is great. It was it worked. He was like, you, if you don't go for it, you'll leave. If you go for it, you eat shit. At least you went for it. And I was like, didn't think about it long enough to like catch that. That doesn't really make that much sense. I was just like, I know, right? And just went up there and went for it. And I did this thing where uh, I whipped out and I didn't know. I don't know how I didn't get a hand down or anything, but my tailbone hit the ground right when my feet went up. Oh, in the air. yeah. So I went like, and, and it did some crazy thing into my buttocks where I had like, I, like I was wrenching my cheeks so hard. I was like, oh my God. And then it didn't heal. And then I went to the doctor and I snapped my tailbone off. And I had an x-ray of my- Off? T- yeah. I had an x-ray of, there was a gap. Like, and I, I used to, I put it on the, on my, what they had the lights on the, in the bathroom. So I put the x-ray in the, on the light. So when you turn the light on, you could see my, because <laughs> it had like a yeah. photo of my dick on it as well. <laughs> So I'd show the cheeks. <laughs> Look at my fucking fat dick and my broken tailbone. I'd be like, yeah, that's my fucking tailbone over there. Because it was, it was like this, but then there's you know, like the bit missing and then this bit floating. On a wood ramp? Yeah, on Crazy. the on the plan B ramp. I snapped wow. my tailbone off on Indy 540. 
But then the next time I ever made it, I remember thinking, because I got lots of painkillers for that last one. And I was like, if you don't make it, oh my it's going to be video game that, party at my house. Don't you think in that moment of your life, you're, it was going to be more rewarding to not make it then because you wanted the painkillers? No, no, I was never that much of a junkie. Okay. Actually, I was that much. I was that much of a junkie one time, but not then. Got it. There was a time there where I yeah. just completely gave up on everything. And then, yeah, I would do drugs. But I wanted skateboarding saved me from when I was younger to do a lot of drugs because it meant way more to me yep. to make a skateboard trick than to be high. That was a wasn't <clears> even an argument. That was always the one where I'd be like, oh, I could get high again today, but I wouldn't. Yeah, I learned that. I learned that very early on in my career. You never did that stuff, though. Not really. I mean, there was definitely um, it was all around. You know, I mean, yeah, I know. Every, you didn't do it. Tons of stoners and stuff. I think what happened was I, I dabbled a little bit. Like, you know, one time at Del Mar smoked weed in the car and then went to go skate and realized that I'm useless. Yeah. And I was like, that's not happening anymore. Right. There's no way because I can't like I love skating so much. I love the feeling I get from it. I love doing new tricks. If something diminishes that at all, I'm not going to do it. And then we, I'd go to contests. And, you know, all this guy's homes, Grosso, like, they're partying the night before a contest. And yeah. I was just like, you guys are crazy. Like, isn't this everything? Like, well, isn't that what we're doing right now? The fact that, that we get to travel to whatever, Florida, like, isn't that the most important thing? I mean, I'm them, dude. No, dude, I know. And, and, but also, but then, but then part of me, part <laughs> of me was also. exciting thing that's happening and it gives, it makes you do I know, things. but, but I, and, and also I, I sound like a total, you know, straight edge sound like the smartest guy in skateboarding is what you but, but also there's there was a part of that that was that was a camaraderie and a community and you know to, like I'm not, I'm not talking about to excess where they're passed out and whatever but but there was a sense of that and because i avoided it so hard i missed out in a lot a lot of friendships i agree and camaraderie and stuff and like i never you know i, I didn't really make good friends with grosso until we were full-grown adults I agree. and and so i feel like I should have at least not participated, but but just been open minded more. I, I also feel a little bit cut and dry. Like I'm out, I'm out of that scene. I'm doing this, and I skate. But from watching you, dude, from the outside looking in, we didn't want you to be. We didn't. The feeling was mutual. Like if you, we didn't knew that you didn't like to do that stuff, especially before a contest. But we were like, oh, you know, what I mean, this dude. I mean, we would make fun of people that prepared for the contest the next day, right? Like you were a loser because you were practicing to do well. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how I. I was like, I know, right? What a fucking loser! Probably like stretching, so we can, <laughs> so we can win. Like what? But then I've, on the day of the contest, I want to win. Yeah. What about last night? Oh, I'm not a pussy. You know, I mean, there's a difference here. Sure, I want to be good, but I also don't want to be a massive pussy. So I'm going to do all the drugs and rip as hard as I can with a hangover. Like that's, and everybody justified that. No one ever said anything bad about it. Yeah. I remember people making making fun of you. Of course. For not being there the night before. And yeah. then all of us, and I remember laughing like, I know, what a loser. The dude's probably asleep right now. Like, and then I, and then he wins and I don't make the 10 cut. And I'm like, it's fucking rigged. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. So but I mean, that, I, I think that was it. I, I, I feel like I, I did, I could have had a lot more rich, more rich experiences if I wasn't just hyper focused on. On the on winning, you wouldn't have uh, been Tony Hawk. You wouldn't have done all the things I, you've I, done I, I, for like all I of said, us. I think I think there was a there was a healthy balance that I could have found. I just, no, I wasn't no. confused. No, I just you, had to. Yeah, I had to fixate it, on to it. To be you, That's nobody it. can be you. How the fuck did you do that? <laughs> How the fuck did he do? You guys don't know because you can't skate, but he did shoot. Nobody could do ever. Maybe now because you're new time, but that doesn't count. That era, Michael Jordan, and that means that your life can't be every now and then. I just partied. No, you didn't, dude. You were you <laughs> True, were militant yeah. to your game, which yeah. made you do tricks that everybody else tried to rise to get to beat you, which made all of us better. And then video games made all of us recognize. I got a fucking radio career because you were like, I think Jace is pretty funny. And then now I, you know, but you wouldn't have if you had said to Sirius, I think Jace is pretty funny, and you partied with Grosso, 
you wouldn't have made the 900 <laughs> and he wouldn't have listened to you about me having maybe, a radio show. Maybe. maybe a lot of scenarios, but thank you. You're, yeah, you're, you're straight edge. I'm, but I'm also, but also, us all. I think I'm thankful to have come through all that and then to value those connections now more than ever. And so at the very least, making up for lost time. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, next week, join us for a giant party. We're going to do beer bongs and ecstasy beer bongs yeah beer bongs and 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 tony's gonna put molly up his butt and we're gonna do a <laughs> rave we're gonna start a rave and then we're gonna skate the next morning and then we're gonna rip as best <laughs> as you can from after a hard day of partying <laughs> so, stay so stay tuned there's more to come yeah see you uh, next week. yeah see you, see you next week right. thank you thanks everybody yeah woo. <laughs>